Hey everybody, this is Armando Torres, and you're listening to the show before the show. And I'm Paige Wesley. And with us we have... Water! Yeah. $3 bottles of water! That's right, it's an airport now, and you're stuck paying out exorbitant prices for abs absorbent water. I think that makes sense. Also, your flight has been canceled, and we won't give you vouchers. No! She doesn't know I know this. Actually, if a flight gets canceled, I'm required to listen to six hours of cult podcast. Wow, where'd you find that out? I follow cult podcast lawyer, Brad Laveau. He's great. He reads the fine print so I don't have to. I'm looking at your face and realizing I might be part of a niche TikTok trend. I have actually seen this okay, TikTok and I was like, God. what? No, my face was confused because I was like, what would Brad Laveau's TikTok handle be? <laughs> but that's it's, also how I learned what you can ask for in vouchers if your flight gets canceled. And I oh, was like, absolutely. This is brilliant information. Thank I, you so much. I fucking hate the people that are like, uh, they don't know I know this. Like, I just hate the smugness of it. But also, I go around waiting for my flights to be canceled now. I wish Delta would. I wish a fucking Delta would. God damn. Uh, I'm be fucking drowning in airport water. Listen, we've got a great episode. It's fucking great. You're going to love it. Um, we do talk for about 20 minutes about our personal lives up top. Just going to let you know. It's pretty fun, though. Armando eats like half an Uno deck, and I film a true crime documentary. Absolutely. You're going to want to go listen to that. It's fucking it's great. But in case you don't give a shit about us and you just want to hear about water uh then skip that otherwise enjoy it and have a good time uh also gonna throw a quick content warning uh on this one for sexual assault because hey guess what it's a true crime show and this guy's a fucking piece of human garbage piece of shit so just wanted to put that out there so you could be aware um and yeah i think without any further ado let's hop into the show hello 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 For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm, organizations that require physical or monetary sacrifice as a condition of membership, organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers, organizations in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships, and organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits, and as always, these are our opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres. And with us we have fake surgeries. <laughs> oh, swell. Mm -hmm, okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you mean surgeries that never happened or surgeries that did happen that didn't need to because they're made up procedures? both a little bit of both oh, awesome. it's a buffet of badness also i am wearing a giant flowy tank top uh because it's a million degrees here and if a boob falls out i'm sorry just <laughs> let me know and i'll put it back in <laughs> yeah that's, I, uh, fair <laughs> enough I've been recording all morning and then we streamed all afternoon so that meant that i had to be in this room with no fans and no air conditioning on for hours so <sighs> so I've, I'm done. I'm beyond the constraints of clothing. I've had uh, what on paper sounds like a really cool weekend, but in practice has been a fucking nightmare. Um, so 
here's what happened on Friday night. Uh, one of the dudes that works for Rooster Teeth, uh, he was in LA and he was like, Hey man, what are you doing? Let's go to this house party in Malibu. I heard the uh, comedian Andrew Santino is going to be there. Dude, I can see Andrew Santino whenever. That is literally what I said, but I'm like, all right, yeah, <laughs> okay. I can go for sure. a Santino's party pizza. Let's get this thing going. So I, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Cool. So I go to his hotel. He's staying in Koreatown. And then we Uber to uh to the party and i in the uber realized that i forgot my id but you know what it's fine i got apple pay i'm not gonna need to buy alcohol unless andrew santino cards me at the door which he is famous for doing Um, yeah he no one knows no one talks about how andrew santino used to be a bouncer and he can't get that he can't get those skills out of his system out of him yeah it's it's insane so I go to this party. It's awesome. It's neat. It's actually not really much of a party because the person who's throwing this party rented an Airbnb for a weekend. No. So that they could throw a three day long party. But the, th- no. the thing is, is this person is turning like 35. So what happened was f- like Thursday was a party and then Friday night everyone was like why don't we have a couple white claws and get in the pool. So yeah. it was chill. It was dope. It was, it was honestly the best experience. I like I played beer pong, I played flip cup, I got into the pool. It was super dope. It was a nice chill relaxing evening. Uh meanwhile, Achievement Hunter, a branch of Rooster Teeth, decided that they were going to go ahead and play themselves a game of Uno Infinite, which is a game of Uno that goes on forever and that can be uh, elongated by having people buy subs and first memberships for Rooster Teeth. Uh, They expected the game was going to go for a little under 23 hours. It went on for 38 hours, Paige. Yeah, I'd been watching updates all weekend. It was fucking terrible. So by the time I was finally winding down, by the way, Friday, long day for me. I woke up at 830 in the morning so that I could go record uh, a a test episode for a new show that we're making. And it was really good, but it also meant that I had to be up at eight in the fucking morning. Um, And then it was 3 a.m. when I was finally lying down on an Airbnb couch ready to fall asleep. And I go, you know what? I'm going to check the stream. They're still going. That's fucking wild. I make a joke about how uh, if they get 10,000 subs, Jack Patillo has to fly me out to Texas so I can play Uno with them. (laughs) It turns out Jack took this literally (laughs) and sent me his his credit card information, like sent me a picture of his actual credit card uh, and said, how much is the ticket? And I looked it up and he said, do it. So oh God. <laughs> at four in the morning with no sleep. So what else sleep, are we going to buy with his credit card is what I want to Exactly. Because I can put it. I have it. It's not. He we didn't have, have it, it now. And That's too much power for us. Here's the thing. Let me know. Let us know. Send Colt Podcast a DM of what we should buy with Rooster Teeth's money. <laughs> because I will do it. And they don't have evidence that it happened unless you show them this podcast. In which case, don't be a fucking narc, don't dude. Don't be a fucking Don't be snitch. a fucking narc, bro. So, yeah, I buy a ticket and then comes the horrible realization that I I remember I don't have my wallet. So I have to take an Uber from Malibu to where I live and then from downtown. Yeah. And then from downtown to LAX. 
Uh, and it's 3.40 in the morning, about 4 a.m. when I finally figure out that I'm actually going to do this. Uh, and no one's coming. I'm calling Lyfts, Ubers. They're all turning it down. They're literally saying there's no drivers available. I'm calling Yikes. taxi companies. I'm calling people who have, like, private limousines. Because, again, I got Jack Patillo's card. So... I'm really thinking outside the box. And then finally at like 5.30 in the morning, again, have not slept, a lift finally comes. And that's when I make the realization that this compound that I'm staying on in Malibu doesn't have a way out. There are gates that you have to open with a clicker. And I remember getting in there and how fast it closed. So I had to scour this mansion to find a clicker and then get next to the gate, click it open, sprint back into the house, throw the clicker into the house, and then close the door. And I text them an approximation of where I threw the clicker and then run outside the gate like fucking Indiana Jones style right before it closes. Jeez. I hop into the lift, which, by the way, the lift driver sees all of this happen because he got there. <laughs> and it's just like, uh, okay. What? Uh-huh. Sure. And I thought that was the only reason I didn't scale the fence is because I thought a giant brown gorilla man jumping over a fence in Malibu, getting into the thing and going, I got to get to Texas. Go, go, go. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't look good. I felt like it was worse, especially when like, I'm so tired. He'll be like, do you have business? Are you going to Texas for business or pleasure? And I'm just like, Uno, baby. So <laughs> I'm going to play Uno with, with Papa Rooster Teeth's money. <laughs> yeah. I got a man's credit card and I'm going to go play Uno. And this guy's like, I right, fuck. Okay. For Do sure. you need a helmet, sir? Like <laughs> <laughs> I've clearly hit my head too many times. It's it's so I go to my house, get my license, and then then only then am I looking and finally buying an, a plane ticket on my way to LAX because we weren't <laughs> sure that I was gonna be able to make it. So I buy a fucking 10 a.m. flight, get to LAX at 7. I can't sleep. I'm amped up. I try to sleep, and I sleep for maybe five minutes before somebody's pushing me awake and being like, hey, your plane is – hey, plane's calling. Uh, so <laughs> – Plane calling. You got to go to Texas now. Bye. I get on the plane. There's so much fucking turbulence. I can't sleep. I'm also pretty sure that I'm going to die the entire time. Uh, because I'm starting to get to the paranoid level of the part of it. Also, I filmed the entire thing. I filmed. I, I saw a clips of it on Instagram and Twitter. I filmed it and I started putting it, uh, putting together a little documentary so that I could show them my adventure. But the thing is, is at this point, I have been awake for over 24 hours. So I didn't realize it until I saw the whole thing cut together when we played it live. It doesn't make any sense. Of course not. And it, and of course it, not. In the middle, it turns into a lesson on how to take an early morning flight. And I don't know what happened. But I got I got to Rooster Teeth studio. And I Kayla from STF, who is just just a dream, just a darling angel whom I love with all of my heart. She picks me up. She uh, she gets me to the studio. I get in there. I go into the bathroom. I uh, almost yarf. Uh, and then I record voiceover for this documentary. I export it. I send it to the technical director. And then I hop out and play Uno for eight hours. Eight fucking hours. Also, no, I just you. saw the door behind you open and a ghost is in your house. 
Oh, it's the cat. Oh, thank God. It's the cat. It went the cat so has come slow, Paige. Did you include in your documentary the point at which I saw on Twitter that you had flown to Texas and texted you something along the lines of, Hey, my guy, are we still recording this weekend? And I went and I said, uh, and the answer was yes. The answer was, yeah, I get back on Sunday. <laughs> I had to fly home today, Paige, and I have to I go back to Texas on Wednesday. Oh, I know. And I and I kept thinking, I was like, I know he's going to Texas. I thought it was later, but and then I, I found out this past week that I have to go to Texas in a couple weeks. Hang on just a second. I'm going to close the ghost door. Okay, Hold take up. Take your time. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm doing some math right now because Texas is an unavoidable um, eventuality. Yeah, that none of us can avoid. Okay, so resistance I, to Texas is futile. <laughs> I just did the math, and except for three naps that I think were for a total of maybe a, a non-consecutive 25 minutes, because I think there was 15 minutes I fell asleep in the Uber, and then five minutes I fell asleep at the airport and then five minutes right before we landed because i was looking at my clock the entire time racing because there's a chance that this fucking game of uno ends as i land on uh, in texas by the way because no one knows what's happening i i stayed up except for those 25 uh scattered minutes of sweet beautiful sleep i stayed up for for 44 hours that's not good my dude no and then I and then I and then they forced me to stop playing Uno and sent me home and I kept being like, "Why? Why can't I keep playing Uno?" And when and they were they were like saying bits and doing jokes and then I got off and the producer Sarah Weems was like, "I'm straight up actually worried for your health right now. Not only have you stayed up for 44 hours, but earlier today a piece of ceiling fell on your head." <laughs> this is like on alone because like todd mikey and i all watched alone on netflix at the same time we had a weird week where we were all giving each other survival tips okay. um but on alone eventually they pull people for like you're hypothermic and you can't feel your feet and then people are always just like i'm just so sad to leave and you're like no what <laughs> like what are we why you didn't even build a real shelter what are we doing here so this incredibly kind person roll again shouts out to roll again the fucking archivist put together a list of the things that I did and half of them I don't remember but it does it does paint a picture of somebody mentally unwell so here's what I have done almost immediately I ate an uno card almost immediately I I read about you eating an uno card on twitter and I was like oh that's gonna hurt coming out oh yeah it hasn't been good I I ate a wild card what a wild card move by the way I ate it I chewed it up and then I used a truly to 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 take it and, to knock it back yeah uh -huh. I ate a card openly cheated I've threatened to tase everybody I tased myself because they gave me a taser by the way who gave you a taser <laughs> gave me a taser and then oh and then uh apparently afterwards regretted it which I guess well, yeah no shit. Uh, I Where was Blaine? Blaine is supposed to make sure you don't do stupid things when you're in Texas. He wasn't playing because he's a smart human being. Uh, <laughs> I took multiple jello shots. I yarfed because I did eventually go, I got to go throw up. And then I had to go and then I threw up and came back and played more Uno. Oh, God. Uh, I threatened to buy Jimmy John's on screen and the, because they wouldn't give me a sandwich. <laughs> And I was on the phone with Jimmy Johns. And at one point when they said, don't see the address, I said, okay, hold on, Jimmy. And I put them on mute. And then they threw me a sandwich and I hung up. 
uh, the ceiling broke and it, and it fell on my head. I smashed the ceiling tile on my head. I did shots with Jordan Levin, the general manager of Rooster Teeth, and apparently, just as an endpoint, derailed everything. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like you. I want to know how you openly cheated. Oh, so I kept saying, is it okay if I cheat? Is there a penalty if I get caught cheating? And so what I started doing was I, well, the first way I cheated, by the way, was I ate a card. I ate a card from my own hand because I had uh, less okay. cards. okay. Gotcha. Uh, I hid cards in a sandwich. Surreptitiously or openly? Oh, the first one was open. The, the next three were very hidden. Um, mm. I put them in sandwiches and it wasn't until I got halfway through the sandwich before somebody realized I was eating cards again. Uh, <laughs> Wait, so you ate more than one card? I ate a couple cards. <laughs> I started shoving cards, like half a deck full of cards, into the sleeve of my jacket, and then they would fall out, and then they, I would get caught. Uh, at one point, I found a stack of blank Uno cards, and I got a pen. I saw, I saw the one that you said that said, kill me. <laughs> Oh, I started God. writing a bunch of shit. I started writing stuff like, uh, there's so much better things that you should be spending your money on that actually benefit humanity as a whole. Why are you still buying subs? You're an awful person. I wrote that on a card and played it. I wrote that if we got to 20,000, Bernie Burns was going to come back to Rooster Teeth, which <laughs> they were not pleased with. <laughs> <laughs> on a live stream, On a live asshole. stream. <laughs> And my favorite one is that I, I wrote a card that says, Armando wins the game, it's over. And and <laughs> but before I could play it, the deck was out of my hands. Oh, no. And so uh, but like an hour before I left, uh, Michael played it. And uh, they don't have statistics for this. But in the last three hours that I played the game, I single-handedly was responsible for about 5,000 subs because I started calling the chat a bunch of broke boys. And that they couldn't afford it. And I negged them into spending money on subs. And then... Armando, I'm worried about you <laughs> and your sphere of influence. It's bad, Paige. Paige, it's bad. Oh, so, yeah. The only thing that worries me more than that is that during some of this time, I spent a lot of this time filming pickup shots for a true crime documentary that we are in. And then... And here's the thing. When they asked us to do it, I was like, maybe they'll cut away to us once or twice. And then as I was leaving the set the other day, they're like, thanks for coming in to film these because you're in a lot of this documentary. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Paige, isn't that fun? So they 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 got us to film this documentary, which we will talk about more. We when can't, it's coming yeah. Out. We can't talk about what it is. But when it's but coming out, we'll tell you. It is, it's not. Here's the thing. It's a real. It's a, it's a real, it's a real documentary. documentary. It's like a real put together thing. And they hit us up, and we went, "Yeah, that that's gonna be fun, and we're gonna get cut out, but like, let's go do it. Like, that's awesome." Well, and the whole time I was there, I was like, "I mean, you're gonna talk to real journalists, right? Because like, we're here for jokes." Yeah. And they were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." Like, and at one point, I think Rick Ross was supposed to come in yes. after us. Yes. And I was like, how was it talking to Rick Ross? And they're like, oh, we couldn't get him. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Please tell me that we're not in the place of Rick Ross. <laughs> yeah, it was great because they had it. I told them, like, I'm an expert in the in the early stages of this group and specifically like the leader. Like, that's where I know the most. And they were like, that's great. That's perfect. That's awesome. And then <laughs> 
and then they liked us so much they were like okay so we're gonna get need a lot more coverage yes <laughs> so we had oh, to God. we had to do more we had to actively be learning and researching as we were recording this thing which was just fucking great and i fucked myself because they asked me to come in because they also needed coverage of me but i had just yeah. frosted my tips yes it's, yeah you just frosted your tips it's costing me work Paige. i know but my favorite was so we filmed this originally two months ago i think, so. I think was when we did the first one yeah and i they gave us rules for what we could and couldn't wear because like we couldn't wear logos we couldn't wear certain patterns because it was like a white background yeah. and a bunch of stuff and so i had gone to walmart because that was the only place I could find plain fat girl clothes. And so, like, I had just bought, like, this one blank shirt and this, like, tank top or whatever. And hell if I knew where they were <laughs> in the two intervening months. So th I had, like, the one shirt that was, like, the overshirt. And then I had to go rebuy the other parts of the outfit to go back and film more. And then, oh, man, at one point... We, I, I don't want to talk about what cult it is necessarily. We will when I, it I don't comes out. I don't want to give too much. When it comes out, we will. But at one point, I referred to the leader as a total fuckboy because I had gotten too comfortable. And I was like, wait, can I say that? And they were like, oh, yeah, let's take that again. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> there was quite a few retakes on this end, too, Paige. I mean, like, I'll feel I feel good that one of my retakes was like, hey, cults are like domestic abuse on a macro scale. Like this is, you know, these people are victims, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but then also anytime I was like, oh, he's a straight up moron. They're like, yeah, more of that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. I There was oh, there was a bad. couple takes where I was talking about the leader and some of the people who in it who are pieces of shit. And uh, and. Basically, what they said boiled down into a sentence was, I love the energy, but if you could use different words, that would be awesome. <laughs> Which is surprising considering that they were like, we liked where you said he was a fuck boy. Yeah. And I was like, I mean. Like the energy. <laughs> Change when, the words. When you're right, you're right. I do when remember. you're right, you're right. I do remember the outfit I wore because I was wearing a shirt that my mom described to me as Tony Soprano on vacation. And <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited for that to come out. <laughs> I, I don't, they, they sent me screenshots and then I got there and they had to match the lighting and the screenshots of like where my hair was. Oh God. So yeah. So they were like adjusting my hair and stuff. It was wild. But yeah. So that's where, that's why we didn't have an episode last week because you were eating fucking Uno cards yeah. and I, and I was taping a true crime documentary. Yeah. 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 But it's good. And it's going to come out and Hey, let's talk about some fake surgeries page. I'm sorry. Oh my god, let's do I, it. It's all right. I just needed to give the people what it's like to eat a Uno card. <laughs> Tell me what it's like to shit an Uno card, <laughs> my dude. No, because I'm pretty sure it's gonna be bad. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm clogged up, and it's the Uno card. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so this week we're talking about Saint John of God, um, <laughs> because I'm back on my faith healing bullshit, and I love to shit on faith healing yeah. let's do it i would love to shit on anything a toilet the ground i think i think you might need some fake surgery to help you out my dude i tried like, i tried eating a reverse card so that maybe it would come back out <laughs> it didn't work. i just have a reverse card with a bunch of mashed potatoes like come on <laughs> 
Just drink nothing but Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> anyway, uh, so St. John of God, uh, some of you may have stumbled upon his Netflix documentary. Or not his, but like the documentary about him on Netflix. Uh, and that is one of our sources. So I'll jump right in. Our sources start with John of God, The Crimes of a Spiritual Healer on Netflix. This documentary is a little interesting. It's not told in a strictly narrative format. It involves a lot of interviews, some with people who are victims of the cult leader, others with people who still believe him. So it's a little Mm -hmm. touch and go. It's very interesting to see some of the things that I'll describe later, uh, but it's not our primary source. Uh, We also have articles from The Conversation, John of God, My Conversations with the Accused Faith Healer, The Sydney Morning Herald, Brazilian healer John of God jailed for rapes, BuzzFeed News, John of God was heralded by Oprah, and now he's accused of abusing hundreds of women. Uh, We also have a book called Spirits with Scalpels, The Cultural Biology of Religious Healing in Brazil by Sidney M. Greenfield. We also have uh, an article called The Miracle Man, The Life Story of Jao de Deus, which will, that's John of God Mm -hmm. in Portuguese. So, We also have John of God, The Globalization of Brazilian Faith Healing by Professor Christina Rocha. And we have an article from O Magazine, (laughs) Meet John of God, uh, that was written by Casey. Hold on, I have her last name. Susan Casey. Susan Casey. It says Casey S. And I was like, what was the S for? Paige taking bad notes. (laughs) Look, I just want to say, when Oprah gives you the star of approval, one of two things happen. You turn into John of God... Or you start making documentaries about cults. That's all I'm what saying, babe. Oprah fucks with us. Oprah, 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 fucks with Oprah us. has put her stamp of approval on this guy and a man who eats cards and a woman who was quoted as saying, so what if a boob pops out? I don't even care <laughs> I'll anymore. Put, just let me know and I'll put it back. I'll put it uh, back in, you said. <laughs> it's 100 plus degrees here. It sucks so bad. Oh, my God. You know what? You can have you can have my boobs stay inside my clothes or you can have global warming, but you can't have both. <laughs> oh, God, the icebergs are popping out. I'm going to have to take my third shower of the day after this. <laughs> this is not good. Not good. Todd made a joke about putting ice cubes under my tits while I had ice cubes <laughs> under my tits. Let's do. Oh, oh God. Christ. Anyway, but seriously, if it does pop out, just let me know. Uh, so, Jao Tejera de Faria, a.k.a. Jao de Deus, or John of God, which is what I'm going to say for the rest of the time sure. for the sake of pronunciation, uh, was born in Cachoeira, I cannot pronounce, Cachoeira de Joas. He's born in Brazil, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> June 24th, 1942. So, he's currently 80 years old. Wow. And we don't know much about his childhood, aside from the fact that he comes from a family of farmers. Uh, by his own admission, he has no formal medical training. And according to him, he completed two years of education. I don't know which two years, though. Like, I don't know if that means that he has, like, a second grade education or if he's like, I just took two in the middle, sixth and seventh grade. Like, I don't know what it is. I like that. I like the idea that he did the last two and he's just looking around in biology class like, what the fuck? What is <laughs> What is what the fuck do you mean? What the fuck is PEMDAS? What are you people talking about? 
I've been reading Tale of Two Cities, and I have no idea what it's about. Hold on, hold on. You're telling me there's more than one city? What the fuck is going Jeez. on? Yeah. What are the SATs, and why have I not prepared before now? <laughs> um, but also, this is this is in, like, the late 50s. Oh, okay. So, so it was a lot simpler. It was like, here's a class on how to buy a house for $5 and get a fucking job right out of high school. Right, 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 right. Here, here, here's a class on joining the army for money. Uh, so, yeah, he doesn't have a lot of education, and he's got wild, crazy-looking eyes. Tight. Um, that nobody writes about that, but I did note it in the documentary. And he does a lot of stuff with eyes later on, and I have to think that it's because his eyes are so bulbous and strange that he just assumes that that's like where spirits live. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, spiritualism <laughs> is stored got, in the eyes. Yeah, spiritualism is stored in the eyes, and he's got wild peepers, man. It is bonkers. Whoa, like, whoa, yeah. Right, right, right. Did you just Google pictures of him? Yeah. Here's if I was th- roast battling him, I'd go five straight jokes against those eyes, man. Here's the thing: you're gonna, because you, you're gonna Google him when you're listening to this. You're gonna go like, "There's no fucking way." Like, whose eyes can be that weird? And you're gonna see a bunch of pictures and think like, "Those eyes aren't weird." Click on the picture. You need a yeah. better upper. Oh God. My favorite is someone there there are a couple different small scale documentaries about how he is a con artist mm-hmm. uh and one of them has a cover of it, it looks like he's looking up to the heavens but it really just looks like he's rolling his eyes and it just, it's just like John of God just a man and then a picture of him just like Ugh. <laughs> Like these assholes again. <laughs> he he constantly in every photo he's in, he constantly doesn't know what to do with his hands. Oh, not at all. Hold on, I'm gonna see if I can find this cover because it made me laugh so hard. Share screen. And Elliot, cut this until we get the Okay, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Right? What is he doing? What is, and I do think one of his eyes is lazy, potentially, but it's like, it's a wild combination of eyes is all I'm saying. It's hard for that eye to be lazy because it's doing a lot of work, Paige. Oh my (laughs) God. That picture looked like somebody made John of God come harder than he's ever come before. Yeah, that eye is looking a different direction like it's its job. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. So, crazy eyes. No education. Uh, Now, again, we don't know what education he has outside of two years of something. Um, As a teenager, he leaves home and he starts traveling from village to village in the local states around where he was born uh, as a traveling medicine man, which means that we have to take a second to talk about something called religious syncretization, which we've talked about before, but essentially... As a recap, when the Europeans colonized the diaspora, South America, the surrounding islands, and portions of Africa, they took a lot of people that had their own religions based in ancestral and nature worship and forced them to become Catholic. And what resulted and what continues to this day is a combination of Catholicism and these religions. Sometimes it's referred to as folk Catholicism. In other cases, it has its own regional names. We've covered kind of versions of this with our Narco Satanicos episode where we talk about Paolo Mayombe, but we also talked about Brujeria and Santeria. And in our Latin Kings episode, we talked about their syncretic gang religion as well. So like 
it happens a lot of different places all over the world because Europeans be genociding people. Yeah. So like, and then they you know. die. Yeah. And then they go out at 96 and fucking die. I straight up, I think she's trying to colonize hell. If I'm being real with you. Yep. Yep. So Brazil has a history of pre-colonization and pre-Catholic spiritualist religions. And a feature of these, which is not completely unique to them, but is very prevalent in the region that we're talking about, is the idea of spiritual medical practice and in some cases, spiritual surgery. Now I know that there is an impulse from people to consider this extra weird, but this is really not much different than the faith healing we just covered with William Branham. One main difference is that as John's life goes on, he adds some flair to it. Mm-hmm. It will see that's what because we've been covering white white faith healing, but this is guy right. this is faith healing with a little bit of spices. In yeah, this page. Uh, this faith healing will be how do you say picante? Um, yeah, this is this is <laughs> this the, is Diablo the, faith healing. <laughs> this is the danger dog of faith healing. It's made on a grill that's just a cookie sheet with an open fire under it. That's what makes it delicious. Mm, yeah. Um, Regardless, when I say medicine man, that's what I mean. Mm. Uh, He would go to villages and he would perform some traditional folk religious rites. But by and large, he was performing faith healing and spiritual surgery. And he doesn't make too much of an impact doing this. This isn't how he gets famous necessarily. According to him, he also had spirit guides, a series of ascended masters to guide him basically to a specific region where he begins to build his practice. And I know that when we say ascended masters, usually that means what, Armando? It means theosophy. It doesn't today. Usually that would be the case. However, mm-hmm. I would say it's much more likely that he's referring to spirit guides and ascended masters in the sense of naturalist religious traditions, so loas or orishas, as we have talked to, we talked about it a little bit in our voodoo episode um, as well as our episodes on Palomayombe, but essentially minor deities that represent certain needs or elements and a practitioner intercedes on your behalf. Uh, in syncretic versions of this, where a folk religion has blended with Catholicism, you'll see saints in this kind of a per- like a position. And so they kind of become interchangeable with some of these uh, alternate religious beings or entities. Yeah. So, yeah, when we talked about ghost dance, uh, basically like everything in nature was its own being and not really like so-and-so, the saint of water, but literally like water, like you pray to water, you know? And right. so like there's somebody whose entire life's focus is to sort of like t- talk with it, interpret it, etc. And Catholicism, right. I mean like priests, fathers, etc. like they're... <laughs> They really are the people that we understand as knowing religion. Like, they're the ones that are supposed to know it. So when you mix it together, it makes a lot of sense that this just becomes, like, an ambassador for God. Like, you're yeah. like you're, like you're trying to score a dime bag off Jesus, and this guy knows, like, they went to school together. Two years, to be exact. Yeah, two years together. of school with Jesus. And, he, and, and so this guy is just like, no, 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 no. Hey, Christ, he's cool. He's chill. He's with me. He's just here to pick up. Yep. So his spirit guides, along with a medium that he consulted named Chico Xavier, which is just a great name. Yeah, great it's awesome. name. 
Great, great name. I'm pretty sure Chico Xavier's on the new Bad Bunny song. That's awesome. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, though. Uh, <laughs> my <laughs> my sister and, and her new husband were visiting, and on the way to like meet up with us at a restaurant, uh, they encountered a car blasting reggaeton, uh-huh. and they were like, have you ever heard of anything called Daddy Yankee? And I just went, <laughs> Daddy Yankee! <laughs> and they were like, oh, so you're familiar. Yeah, okay. he, was, he wasn't, well, I mean, he wasn't driving. He pulled over because he needed that gasolina. Gasolina, yes. And he kept yelling. He kept saying, damalo gasolina. And I was like, yeah. why aren't we damaloing? Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe you should ask Chico Xavier featuring... <laughs> Don Omar. <laughs> Featuring J Balvin and Bad Bunny. <laughs> that this does how, sound like... Yeah. This is how you find out Colt Podcast is a big proponent of reggaeton music, dog. We I actually... Know, I really do. too much, yeah. I really do like reggaeton music. Well, you can't like, hear... You could do way worse. Yeah. Well, you can't hear because we cut it out is the background of every episode is... <laughs> if you gave me a choice of like for three hours you have to listen to modern country music or modern reggaeton i choose reggaeton every time oh my god absolutely i i was forced to listen to modern country music for three hours during a craft thing that i did back at my parents house and every single song was like we party with white claw and boots and yay and i was like no uh-uh I mean, that's what sucks is because like most new Mexican music is the same, but with accordion in it. They're just (laughs) like, we party with white claws and boots and they go curly at the tip, curly at the tip. (laughs) Uh, uh, uh. Uh, 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 uh. Anyway, so he listens to Chico Xavier because that beat (laughs) is fire. (laughs) Domino white claw. (laughs) Domino white claw, please. White claw, my gasolina. Uh, So... (laughs) So he goes to a town of Abadavan. I am not going to pronounce this right. Abadiania. Uh-huh. Abadiania, I believe. Uh, to fulfill his healing mission. He believes that his mission is this town. So in 1978, he gets a chair and he just sets it up at the main entrance of town, just like on the side of the road. And he just starts as a roadside shack doing spiritual surgery on whoever walks by who needs it. But... He's a showman and he starts to step it up. So he starts bringing in actual medical tools. He gets scalpels and forceps and scissors and starts using them in these fake surgeries. In some cases, he's using fake blood and fake tumors, which are like meat, like pieces of meat or like fat from animals that he's like Uh cut off chicken breasts and stuff and covered in fake or sometimes real blood that he's claiming to have like pulled out of people oh god it's like have you seen that um what is it the earwax candles you know what i'm talking about i saw a video where uh somebody put like the thing in their ear and lit it and they waited and then they pulled it out and they like emptied it out to show like all the shit that was in their ear supposedly but then they took a normal one and then just lit it regularly and there was the same shit and the same amount of it inside of it. it's just like the ashes and gross shit but yeah. like you we as it's there's literally a whole genre of tiktoks where it's it's satisfying to watch a thing come out of you 
And yeah. so you're like, yeah, he's he's fucking working the algorithm is what I'm he, trying to say. He's working the algorithm. It's the same reason I watched Dr. Pimple Popper. Like, yeah, he's got it. He's, before he's nailing we, it. Before we had TikTok, we had guys on the street. So if you didn't watch this guy, you'd walk away and watch like five teenagers do a cool dance or something. <laughs> yeah. To that new fire track by Chico <laughs> Xavier. Exactly, Paige. So word of mouth gets out. Mm -hmm. Uh and and people are amazed by the stuff that he's doing. And so thousands of people start coming to the town specifically to see him. And of course, these healings aren't free. He is making money hand over fist. So he also starts preaching sermons to the crowd surrounding him while he's doing these faith healings and claims to be divinely called by God. And in this way, he appeals to both the spiritualist devotees and the Catholics. And the crowds start to reach a fever, fever pitch. To give you an idea, to give you some context, the crowds are between 10,000 people a month during slow months and 10,000 people a week during the busy season. Damn. To give you an idea of how many people that is, the normal population of the town is about 19,000 today. And back then, we're talking about maybe half of that. Yeah. So... At any given time, there is two to three times, uh, like two to three times the residents in tourists in this town just to see this guy. And people are coming from as far as Australia. Like people are traveling to see him. And this is pre-internet. This is word of mouth, weird newspaper articles, pamphlets. This Oprah. Is not yet not he hasn't no, been on oprah yet no not yet but uh, are we sure not yet are we sure yeah. oprah hasn't lived before all of us i How mean does she have time to read all these books Paige? you could argue that maybe oprah is one of the deities that he is calling upon yeah. maybe if any of us are an ascended being surely it's oprah. surely it is oprah sure uh so Pretty soon, he has enough money to purchase a compound in the town along with a large cattle ranch next to it. So he builds a facility to accommodate long retreats as well as to house all of the staff that is helping with the healings because it is now too much for him to do. So now he's like training other people to do it wow. because it's more than one man can take on. But that's when something interesting starts to happen. So as I mentioned, the town is at least half tourist at all times. Sure. Uh, which means that this small farming town has two choices. They can try to fight a presence that has already overwhelmed them, mm -hmm. or they can lean into it. And they start to lean into it. Ah, that's what we in the business call the Coachella effect. Exactly. They start farming to make pills and cures and potions for John to prescribe to people. Mm -hmm. They create tour companies that promise to get visitors up close and personal with John. They claim to sell healing kits or healing objects or healing retreats or healing spas or places for people to stay. And this town becomes financially linked to his enterprise and permanently so in a way because they stop doing everything else they were doing and they drop everything to kind of become his town it's very similar to something that todd his girlfriend natalie and i visited the last time we were in missouri quilt town usa okay i'm glad this is where it's going because for a second i thought you were going to tell me that todd has a city in in no. where he lives 
No. Uh, Quilttown, USA uh, was a struggling town in Missouri. Uh-huh. A family lived there. They bought a quilt machine and started a quilt store and started a YouTube channel, got very famous on YouTube, and they've used it to basically buy out the main street of the town to make it like a destination for quilting. Uh-huh. And it gave jobs back to a lot of the people <laughs> in the town. So like it did revitalize the town. It's a fun story. But it's also kind of similar to this yeah. in that this guy, instead of quilting, was like, what if I just pulled meat out of people? And then they were like, we can harvest flowers for that. Oh, speaking of the flowers, we'll get back to that after this break. Yeah, that's right. We've got ad breaks now. That's yeah. We don't have a Quilt Town USA, but we do have the Colt Podcast uh, uh, sponsored money time era show. Let's go. Armando, what's your summer fantasy? Ooh, my summer fantasy? I'm thinking a whirlwind romance in Italy. Or, ooh, maybe France. What about getting wet and dancing in a warm rainstorm? Ooh, what about an unexpected summer fling? No matter how you want to get steamy this season, Dipsy has a sexy story for you to indulge in all of your fantasy. And we mean all of your fantasy. Oh, yeah. Mondo, did you know that Dipsy has hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women? I actually did know that because you talk about Dipsy all the time. I won't shut up about it. (laughs) I know. And the more you talk about it, the better it sounds. It sounds awesome. I can't stop talking about it because they bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and characters, no matter who you're into or what turns you on. Did you know that you could choose accents? What? (laughs) No, that's awesome. For real? You can choose accents. You could choose levels of steaminess. Personally, I've been hiking through Ireland with Patrick in the rain or sneaking into an office building for an elevator hookup with Dave. How, how is Dave? Dave's doing good, actually. It's It's been really nice to see him. Mm. Plus, new content gets released every week. So in between your flings with Dave, you could always find something new to explore. Dipsy's got sleep stories and wellness sessions, and they also offer written stories. So if you want to read up on your sexy stories, they've got you covered. Are we talking about going back to the Tumblr days where I would read a story and be like, whoa, what's going on here? (laughs) Mm, mm. Armando, I know that you love Twilight, and Mm -hmm. this is so much steamier and better than that. Oh, that's hard to believe because Twilight is the epitome of sex, but it's also the only book I've ever read. So it's actually not as hard to believe as I previously thought. Well, then maybe you should spice up your me time and explore your fantasies or heat things up with a partner with Dipsy. Mm. Either they're listenables or they're readables. Mm. So for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash cult pod. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash slash cult pod that's c-u-l-t-p-o-d dipsystories.com slash cult pod and get your me time on so remember the flowers i talked about before the break most of his income comes from selling passion flower cures in a multitude of of varieties there's um pills there's powder there's teas and it's all this one thing that he prescribes for literally everything 
And it's manufactured by one company. That company is JTF Limited. Uh, that is named after his initials because it is his company. It is registered under his wife, Ana Kayla Tejera, and his driver and employee, Abadio de Cruz. So it's not in his name, but it is his company. So it is a monopoly, essentially. Mm-hmm. Here's his mode of operations during a healing. When people come to see him, they're offered the choice of visible or invisible operations. If they select an invisible operation, uh, or if they're younger than 18 or older than 52, you automatically get invisible. They're directed to sit in a room and meditate. Uh, He says that spiritual physicians will perform surgery on them, or if they're there in somebody's place, like as a proxy, from a distance, uh, without them ever having to do anything else, he then prescribes them passion flower, pills or teas at an additional charge, as well as energy water, also at an additional charge. <laughs> and then he sends them home. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. Because you, you touched on something that I think is even wilder than what you said. Did you say somebody's there to get the surgery by proxy? Yeah, uh-huh. I did say that for for somebody for somebody what? who's too sick to make the journey. Uh huh. Yeah, and so, so they you're... send someone else to go sit in a room and be swindled. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. I wish that just I just I wish like I would get LASIK if somebody else could go do it for me. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Oh, no. Of course. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um. But I I think it's also important to remember that this is like eighty to ninety percent of the people that come see him do this where. They come in and he's like, great, go sit in this room and pray, take some flowers and call me in the morning. Like, that's it. That's the total. Like, that's all that people are like, I'm healed. You're not. You just sat in a waiting room. Like, what? What is happening? (laughs) Well, what more? What what more to the healthcare system is there? I'm 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 waiting. I'm paying a ton of money. I'm taking drugs. I didn't actually need Paige. That sounds like the American dream. I mean, kind of, but there's a very small percentage of people that choose the visible operation option. Now, the reason it's only a small amount of people that choose this, uh, and sometimes they're plants. Uh, I mean, plants as in he planted them there, not plants as in like a ficus okay. or All a right. monstera. <laughs> like, I, you did need to clarify because I just found out you could have a surgery by proxy. So thank right. you. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Maybe he, he does surgery on a fucking snake plant and sends it to you and now you're healed. I don't know. He just like sends you a cactus and is like, I prayed over this cactus and you should take these flowers now. No. Uh, so sometimes he plants people um, <laughs> to make it look more real. Uh-huh. So why a small number of people? Well, because it's fucking terrifying to watch. And they do show this in the documentary. So if you want to see it, mm-hmm. you can watch it in the documentary. Uh, he picks a couple people that that say they want visual, you know, operations. And then anyone else who thought they were going to get a visual one usually bows out and goes to the room to sit instead. Okay. Because here's what he does. First of all, he uses no anesthetic at all. Oof. He also uses no antiseptics. Oof, bigger oof, actually. Yeah, he uses energized mineral water, which, Mm. by the way, is just bottled water. Okay. Uh, Yep. And um, he then does one of of many things. In some cases, he will 
try to get the person into like a trance state and using sleight of hand make it appear like he's pulling tumors out of them that that's like the pieces of meat and stuff that he does okay um but more often than not he inserts scissors or forceps deep into their nose oh or scrapes their eye with a scalpel oh no and that's that's the extent of the the surgery regardless for a myriad of things being like i'm paralyzed he's like great let me stick these scissors up there and he'll like pull things out of people's nose and stuff with the scissors which are just like the meat globs and stuff Uh but also people have called these into question specifically one of our sources from our william branham episodes back again is james randy what's (laughs) up James Randy. Randy James, Jimmy's back in the game. Randy Jimmy's back in the game. Uh, and he has been very vocal asking John of God to stop victimizing people. And we'll come back to him in a little bit, but he has explanations for all of these surgeries. I'll break it down for you pretty basically. It's believed that the forceps or scissors are angled specifically so that this is an optical illusion. They're not actually going as deep as you think. In some cases, they're not actually even going into the nose. Um, The eye scraping is similar where it's an optical illusion where he appears to be pulling someone's eyelid back and scraping it, but he's not actually doing so. Again, I would watch the Netflix documentary because you'll watch it and be like, why the fuck? Like, why would anyone do this? Yeah. I, uh, but I did if it, you want to get a visual. I did it just now and I used to be able to do it better. But there's a way that you can like using basic sleight of hand make it look like I stuck my entire middle finger up my nose. Yeah. Um, and I used to do it all the time because it freaks people the fuck out. There's yeah. something, I mean, I mean, like, you know, now we all understand what lobotomies are, but, and I, th- but I think there's a primal thing that happens when you stick something really far up there that makes people go like, no, God, stop, well, stop dude. It. Also, we, you and I both had multiple COVID tests. Sometimes they get way on up there. Oh yeah. Oh like, yeah. You can put things up there and like, it's not great. Yeah. But- yeah, yeah. We were talking about, uh, when I was in Austin, they used to have a company that did, uh, uh, COVID tests for you when you were working with RT. And first of all, I'm going to say, I don't have anything against any group of people ever. Okay. Just as like a blanket statement. I'm putting that out there. The company was run by, by, by veterans, uh, who are very big and strong, who would uh, pull up to your parking lot in your hotel, hop out of a van, and then push your head back and shove a thing up your nose farther than you ever thought it could possibly go. And if you coughed or did anything, they would go like, huh, I guess some of us are just built different. And you're like, fuck you, man. Come on. What is that <laughs> Yeah, I am built different. I don't have a canal to my brain. Yeah, <laughs> my what nose. the fuck, man? So, Ugh. yes, people can shove things up there and it goes farther than you could have ever possibly imagined. And this is coming from a guy who almost lobotomized himself the first time he got a COVID test, okay? <laughs> so I know that it shouldn't be going that I I know that you when I get a COVID test, I shouldn't be unlocking memories, okay, bud? <laughs> they flushed the devil down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so as part of this, 
John also tells people that they can't stop taking the passion flower medicine that he has provided them. So they have to keep purchasing it, of course. Yeah. And he says that not everyone will be cured. And the treatment and cure is up to you and oh, your okay. A, devotion to taking the passion flower, but B, your own spiritual energy. And if you are messed up, then the cure might not take. But it's definitely not his problem and it's definitely not fake. Yeah. I mean, like, okay. I hate, I hate, I hate it. But also, we criticize cult leaders all the time for making it too, like, easy to get out as a follower. Like, you put a... This is... He did the opposite of putting a date on a doomsday. You know what I mean? Where it's like, okay, yeah, if you didn't do it, it's your fault. He's great, actually. You saw him pull that chicken breast out of somebody's arm. You saw him pull that Wingstop boneless nugget out of somebody's (laughs) face. (laughs) Hey, John, I first of all, very, very much thank you for scraping my eye with a scalpel. Although I do have a question. Why did the tumor you pulled out, uh, um, why was it atomic Cajun flavored? Is that- Mine tasted like lemon pepper wet. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, th- those are rare. They don't, they don't make they those rare. all the time. Most people don't make lemon pepper wet. Anyway, uh, <laughs> on top of all this. John has been arrested multiple times for <laughs> n- for practicing medicine without a license. Uh, he's been jailed once for practicing medicine without a license. Uh, but he's also more recently been jailed for something that we will talk about later in this episode. So you've got a dude with no medical training, shoving scalpels under people's eyelids and forceps up their nose. And people are like, he must have the answers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, what the fuck? No. In the 90s, John started to travel all over the world to heal people, but different countries had different rules about where you can shove scalpels and what kind of passion (laughs) flowers you can talk people into buying. Mm -hmm. And so one of the only things that he could bring from his ministry in Brazil all over the world was his energy water, and it is $3 a bottle, and it is just a bottle of water uh but he requires every single person who talks to him or interacts with him to drink a bottle of it oh my god that's first of all that's good marketing secondly i know people that do the same thing with g fuel so let's not rule anything crazy out yeah 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 yeah. and third that's like every hollywood meeting where they're like (laughs) fiji waters all around yeah everyone must drink this before we tell you you're not good enough that's that was the other thing that I was going to say, which is like you said it like it was crazy to pay three dollars for a bottle of water. Both of yeah. both you and I have been in enough airports recently to be like, wow, that's pretty good. That's actually pretty <laughs> it was like good. under five bucks. Amazing. Yeah, wow. Jesus. It's, uh, what's the stuff at the Burbank airport that looks like mountains? Evian? Avalanche. No, it's like avalanche water. Avalanche water. With like it's- a black <laughs> lid. And it's delicious, but it's like $6 a bottle. Yeah, it's because they only get the water from the snow that killed people in an avalanche. It's <laughs> This only snow. comes from the deadly part of Everest. Oh, cool. I got a finger in mine. Oh, don't tell anybody. Everyone will want one. <laughs> so in 2005, after he'd been touring for about 10 years... ABC decides to do a special news report about him on Primetime Live. And this news report included five different people who went to go visit him with varying medical conditions, including everything from chronic fatigue Mm -hmm. to ALS to cancer. And each patient patient saw John and ABC claimed in their original broadcast that three of the cases had seen improvement 
which is super irresponsible. Uh, but they also featured a young female athlete who allegedly had been paraplegic and in the show was shown beginning to move her legs, but there was no verification of her diagnosis prior to broadcast. Following complaints from viewers, because people were like, yo, that's super irresponsible to basically claim a faith healer is actually healing people. ABC produced an update where they actually went back to all these people to check back in on them. And in it, they find that one subject is making either like slow progress or no progress. Two of them were worse because they hadn't received medical treatment after this, believing they were cured. Mm. And one of them completely had no improvement at all. Uh, and finally, they didn't even include the athlete from the first one. It's like not even included. So one of the men on the program, David Ames, dies from complications to ALS in uh, July of 2008. And unfortunately, one of the other women, uh, a woman named Lisa Melman, she passes away from breast cancer in 2012, but not before talking on that second update broadcast about how her tumor had gotten worse and more painful and she needed to just go to an actual doctor. Our friend James Randi is actually on... And friend, we don't know him. We just love his work. <laughs> yeah, James doesn't want anything to do with us. No, but great work. Great work, Randy, Jimmy. Hey, we uh, love you, bud. We love you. He is on the second broadcast where he basically is ranting at ABC for cherry-picking comments to show more credibility for John of God than is actually factual in this case. And he actually has talked about his interview subsequently, basically after the broadcast aired, where he talked to them for hours about how John pulls off these tricks, these illusions, and they cut it down to 20 seconds of screen time in the final broadcast. So Oof. ABC is incredibly irresponsible with what they show for John of God. Yeah, and and James, Mr. Randy, if you will. Mr. Randy. This is coming sir. from two professionals. What you got to do is call him a fuckboy, okay? Got to call him a fuckboy. Got to call him a fuckboy. Did you even dress like you buy your clothes from Walmart or like your Tony Soprano on vacation, bud? Are you even bud? trying, dog? He probably has been on a lot more documentaries than us. Well, he's a fucking... He's Randy. Gee. He's Randy as hell. Yeah, so... At this point, there's not much worse that could happen. Oh, wait. Oprah enters the chat. Oh, God. <laughs> Fuck. I forgot so, about Oprah. Five years later, in November of 2010, one of the correspondents for O Magazine, a woman named Susan Casey, goes to see John to alleviate some trauma she had surrounding her father's death. And she writes an article about it for O Magazine. And then she also goes on the Oprah Winfrey show to talk about it. She claims, quote, three hours went by like 20 minutes and it was blissful. It was like I was floating. Uh, she goes on to say that she was able to speak with her dead father and that it felt very real, more of a vision than I'd ever had before. And that it made her feel like she shouldn't be sad and that everything was okay. She also has claimed that she was a neutral observer. And I'm like, no, that's not what that means. Not at all. <laughs> like, not at all. And they did bring on a, a skeptic for the show who also went and saw John. And he claims that he discovered bleeding from his torso after, quote, invisible surgery. 
but there was no scientific proof or medical explanations described on the show or in the magazine. Um, Subsequently, especially after some stuff that comes out later, Oprah and her team will basically put a whole blanket of allegedly over all of this and come back and be like, we don't support this. We support his victims, blah, blah, blah. Um, It isn't until 2013 where Oprah actually travels to Brazil to meet John herself. She also interviews a, a handful of other tourists and Americans who hope to be cured from the ailments. And again, they're not as critical with that coverage as they should be. So you can imagine, all of this press leads to an even greater influx of people into John's compound and even more money until 2018. In December of 2018, 12 women came forward to accuse John of sexual abuse. In nearly every instance, they came to him for healing and he would take them to a private room and either instruct them to touch him in a sexual way or he would rape them, which I guess the former is also assault and rape. Anyway, uh, he would rape them, claiming it was necessary for their treatment, and that was part of the surgery. So the local government set up a hotline to receive complaints, and in less than two days, they had 200 more complaints. Within a week, they were up to 600 complaints, both in and outside Brazil. And the victims ranged from age 67 to age 9. One woman specifically was his own daughter, Dalva, and in her accusation, she called him a monster and claimed that she was beaten and raped by him until age 14 when she ran away. In 2019, he was sentenced to 19 years in prison for the charges of only four of these women. Ten more women have charges on the way, but altogether, less than 20 of the 600 women will see justice. He's currently on house arrest since 2020 due to his age and health with the risk of COVID. And he remains under house arrest to this day with plans to be transported back into prison custody. And that's where we'll end our story of John of God. God damn, dude. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, it's kind of a downer there at the end. It's. I'm glad that I... I uh... I'm glad that people at least know what a fucking total piece of shit he is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, same, I, I, same, same. I wish none of, you know, of course everyone wishes none of this shit happens. But it's also, like, the other day, I think it might have been yesterday. I can't remember because time is blurring together into one big mm-hmm. Uno game. But right. I, I, on Reddit, there was, like, a, a an article where the headline was, like, police officer who arrested teenage girl was looking through her phone and was looking at her nude pictures on her phone while driving and hit a deer while looking at her nudes and then suggested that they should have a threesome with her mom and then like oh felt i thought her you were gonna up. say with the deer with the, no like, oh god it's all still terrible it's but just i was like as with disgusting. the deer but like it's just as yeah it's just as bad it's fucking terrible but like you read this thing and you're like how do you not know you're a fucking super villain you fucking massive piece of dog shit are you yeah. kidding me yeah. I, I, it's, uh, there's things that I can't I just don't get I don't I don't I don't understand how people can be just such a fucking massive piece of absolute garbage Ugh. yeah it's bad it's real bad yeah ah god damn well hey look I know this one at the end was a bit of a downer but 
it's a downer because those things are awful and at least he's seeing at least we're seeing a little bit of justice um i hate house arrest though for him that sucks that yeah, sucks that ass. does suck i wish that especially on his compound yeah with like a, a cattle ranch do you think the two years of school he had were just sophomore and junior year of college <laughs> he's just good at beer pong he's just good at beer pong and date raping people oh god yeah he went to yeah he's big big sorority vibes or no big fraternity <laughs> vibes for me yeah 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 um yeah jesus christ i uh i wish that with cases like this if you got put on house arrest i wish that the, 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 whoever got you arrested gets to choose the house you live in oh <laughs> yes i like that I like yeah. that a lot. And then I get your house. How about that? How, how, that's yeah, what house I get, arrest I get to stay in your mansion. Yeah. Yeah. That's what new house arrest. Also new TV show. And oh. only on ABC because they don't give a fuck what they put on the air. Apparently. This could be as part of our, our A&E, you know, storage wars, <laughs> crocod crocodile lawyer or gator lawyer multiverse. It's just called house arrest. Yeah. It's the same as like wife swap, except there's a lot of crimes involved. You put some. Fu- you almost said crocodile order. You put some fucking respect on respect Brad Lavoe's name. on Brad Lavoe's name. name. I'm sorry. A, a character that we invented and hardly utilize anymore. I know. I know. It's because he got all them teeth and no toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, this episode has been fucking phenomenal. It's uh, a real wild ride, and I'm also very happy to see the return of our boy Randy Jimmy. Um, and hey, look. If you want to see me doing stand-up comedy, you can. If you're uh, given that you're in Austin, Texas, uh, this weekend, because that's where I will be yet again. I, that's right. I've got shows on Friday and Saturday, and the tickets are available on uh, Instagram, and I'll probably post about them on Twitter. But honestly, Instagram is the easiest and best way to get information about show dates for me. Uh, so go to go to at Mondo Does Stuff on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitch. Also, oh shit, I should talk about this, uh, and then also off air talk to you about it, Paige, because I wanted to know if maybe you'd be interested on September twenty fourth, uh, which is a Saturday. I'll be doing a five hour long charity Twitch stream uh, in conjunction with Soft Giving. Um, and that's going to be super dope. We're going to raise some funds. It's going to be a good time. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a blast. So there's more info to, in, information to come out on that coming soon. Um, but for now I'll be in Austin, Texas and you should come out. And also there's a stream on the 16th for Rooster Teeth for Gallos Unidos for Hispanic Heritage Month. So come check that out. It's going to be a blast. I'm going <laughs> to... I'm, this isn't a bit they got me making burritos okay oh, it's no. gonna be a good time you gotta put uno cards in them <laughs> i i fucking i think i might Cause actually because because yeah it's spanish it's spanish baby and i love you and good night and good luck Mwah. Hey, everybody. It's your girl. I'm here every week. If you need to hear me talk more, you could listen to me on Horror Virgin or Romancing the Pod. Uh, Our episode this week is on the movie Nope, and it is a good as fuck episode. Uh, So highly recommend. Uh, If you want to see me live, October 11th, I am battling Guam Felix at the Comedy Store in Hollywood. And at the end of the month, I am potentially going to be in Texas. When I firm up those dates, I will post them. Uh, But that will be for Roast Battle also. 
Uh, and everything else, you can check my Instagram, TikTok uh, at Rampage Wesley or Twitter at Page Wesley. I love you. I mean it. Bye. And hey, follow us on Instagram at Colt Podcast. Or on Twitter at Colt Podcast Show. You can also send us an email to coltpodcastshow at gmail.com. Or if you want to send us bottles of water, you could send us bottles of water to <laughs> three, 3756 West Avenue 40, Suite K, number 237, like, like the, the Shining, Shining, Los Angeles, California, 90065. Please send us water. It's so hot here. We're, we're so thirsty. If you send us a bottle of water that's under $3, I will fucking throw it away. <laughs> and I, I, I won't even use the water. I'll fucking burn the water. We're in a drought, Armando. <laughs> I don't give a fuck, Paige. You expect me to drink water under $3? Get fucked, okay? Actually, if you want to really help the environment, you could send us some reusable water containers for which to pour more than $3 of water in. If you send me a, a, a water container less than $3, I will burn the plastic. Okay. All right. <laughs> No, that's true. I think for this one, I'm going to say don't drink magic water for $3. Just mm -hmm. drink regular water because for know, $7. Treat your treat your body right. Yeah. And don't drink the Kool-Aid. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Yeah.